0: Andrew Markuszewski. Michael Jesko. And we're with Devil With No Name. And you're listening to Interview Under Fire.
1: Uh, Guys, thank you so much for joining our podcast today on Interview Under Fire. Uh, Big time of the year for Devil With No Name. You guys just released a brand new self-titled EP on New Density. Um, I'm going to start off with the most Basic question, but probably the most important one in light in light of everything that's happening. How are you guys? How have things been for you as of late? And how has everything been since our lives have been on lockdown? I think back since March, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, just about yeah. in March. I mean, uh, we've uh, been staying as busy as we can. And uh, we've been busy trying to get this record out for quite some time. So...
1: How long I mean, was the? Uh, how long was that process? Just trying to just put everything together.
2: Absurd. <laughs> Absurdly uh, long. Ever since I pretty much moved to Arizona. <laughs>
1: and how was, long ago was that?
2: It was at least three years of like okay. of actual attention to to making this happen, just because of uh, circumstances and uh, trying to this was the first time I tried to make a record in in the state of Arizona and I didn't know anybody. I didn't know any studios or anything like that. And I pretty much had to start from ground zero, you know, meet new people and met Michael and it just took some time to get, get the ball rolling.
1: You know, yeah. You know, being stuck at home, I don't want to say we're stuck at home. Well, being at home, like we all are, how is that affecting both of your musicianship at if at all, what's a typical day for you guys? Like, like, what is it like in late June? Is a practice situation different uh, if you guys practice?
2: No, I mean, we practice,
0: I mean, ourselves, you know. Well, we got the drummer out in Oakland, so, yeah, we're just basically solo practicing to the stuff we have written, working on newer riffs. We got a drummer, he's a trooper, Cody Stein, you know. Right. He wants
2: to play shows and tour. He's itching for it, just like we are. Yep. And But, you know, to get to that point, I don't know how long it's going to take. No, because of this epidemic. I bet if this wasn't taking place, we would be playing out, you know, we would be playing out this summer. Yeah. You
1: Starting- know, I'll, yeah. I want to touch on the touring really quick before we touch on that new EP, because you guys accumulate nearly 20 years of experience within playing music. Both of you have been associated with a few other acts throughout your music career, you know, with Sovereign, with you, Michael, and Unholy Trinity, Avicii, Lord Mantis, for you, Drew. Um, Do you guys have a favorite part about touring? Like, what was the biggest takeaway? Because there's culture, there's fans, there's food. You know, kind of just taking, like, an unseen step back and having a growing appreciation.
2: I like that. That's one of my favorite parts. I'm a foodie, for sure. So if I'm on tour, I'm always trying to find some good grub, you know. Hopefully the venue will have some for us. But if that's not the case, then I'm usually pretty good at, uh hunting hunting in town you know yeah so, uh besides that yeah i mean i mean i've had some wild experiences on tour for sure just because of the bands i've toured with lord mass and missed mystium yeah so many many good stories many frightening stories too do
1: you, do you have a story that just stands out at the top of your head right now
2: uh I don't know. Most of it's pretty private that you can legally talk about. Yeah, <laughs> Of course. <laughs> that's, that's it is under key. fire.
1: So just saying, you can put it out there.
2: <laughs> that's the key. Legally talking about, yeah. Uh, something I'm not going to get some repercussions from. <laughs> uh, not at the moment. Maybe you ask at the end. I'll keep it in mind.
1: <laughs> what about <laughs> a favorite, favorite restaurant? You talk about, you know, you're a foodie and you have, Oh
2: yeah. I'm sure Italy. you have
1: a lot of places that just, oh, eating yeah.
2: mean, in Italy for sure. I mean, Best, best food probably i've ever had in my life
1: any restaurant know, out there
2: i don't even know the name just local places in small cities you know you you just go yeah. out and it's not really a hit or miss
0: it's always a hit you know
1: yeah michael you have anything out to that
0: uh as for food i, I try and find hole-in-the-wall places usually mexican food this guy will eat anything, I mean. That's like the true. smaller joints, right? <laughs> he'll eat anything, he'll drink anything. <laughs> that's accurate. Uh, the biggest part of touring for me, it's not the food or necessarily fan You know, fans are nice. Uh, the main part is that cathartic release of playing the show. That's, where I'm, that's what I'm all about. I'm not thinking about food. I actually drink less on tour because I'm more focused, which is nice. Yeah, it's more about playing the show, getting that cathartic release.
2: Yeah, Michael no. and I haven't toured yet together. We haven't no. we've never even played a show together.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean I mean at at this Maybe point, you yeah.
2: live. Michael's never never seen me play live with anybody. No. I have seen him play live with Sovereign once. That's so this is all this is a whole new adventure for us. You'll yeah, it's
1: a, yeah, it sounds like you guys are just uh kind of just keeping it all in until it, everything just unleashed whenever all this is over. Now, whenever all this is over, I'm sure you've seen this one of the most popular topics on my show as of late was and you've seen this live streaming and i wanted to ask you guys since you have been at this at a while what do you guys think because as a musician do you think the quarantine induced live streaming surge we're seeing now is that going to affect the touring musician business going forward do you still see bands doing this after all this is over
2: Hell no,
0: it, it, it's never gonna replace a live experience. I think it'll be a thing sometimes, but I don't think it's ever gonna replace it's it. It's gonna no. be a
2: thing for lazy people who don't wanna get off their <laughs> ass and go to shows and experience the fucking live experience the way a band should be seen. Yeah, you know, this is it better just be a temporary thing. <laughs> I, he was talking about wanting to do it, but well. You know, that's...
1: I like asking that question because we've had we actually we had Insomnium, one of the bands who actually took the first initiative to do the live streaming. I believe they sold virtual tickets online and then to the fans and they would tune in and uh nilo was talking about how it's it can happen it can happen and it can't happen because there's also in germany they're doing this thing where they're driving in cars and did you, did, you, did, you, did you guys see that and i, yeah. I think Doro Pesch was doing the live uh concert in front of the cars i mean it's like a it drive-in like concert screen. which yeah what's that
2: they're on a screen or are they actually playing the show no they
1: were actually playing on the stage while people were in their cars on the lawn
0: it's like a drive-in show yeah yeah show. so
1: unique. so yeah it's it's just the uncertainty going forward so i i love that answer I and mean, fuck no i don't want that to happen of course i mean it's different if i see if you say drew if i see drew in front of me like going crazy on stage and you're playing what he's playing you guys as devil with no name as opposed to seeing you guys on screen it's a whole different energy sure i have the liberty to mosh in my own room if i wanted to which right. you know that it it does it's not the same energy because I believe just the music it's about the whole live experience and this is it's a pandemic is not something you plan for let's just put it right. that way
2: so you know could they have like a car mosh pit where they're like so <laughs> all I like,
1: think I think there was this meme <laughs> that, that I would give it a shot
2: you know
1: I think there was this meme that was going around and they, it was just a whole bunch of cars that was a like pile up in front of the stage and they're saying huh? this is is some kind of saying it's like it was never gonna happen and look it's happening and there people are doing it you know what with this pandemic does this open up new things for both of you guys personally and artistically that you may have not noticed about yourself before we're talking three months into this already too
2: yeah i mean honestly i live in arizona and with my location um things haven't really changed for me much. The only thing that changed for me was the local bar closed down for about a month and a half. And that yeah. really bummed me out. And beyond that it hasn't really changed. I mean, I'm still writing a lot. I usually, but I'm usually writing the same circumstances as I was before, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm in my room, you know, I'm just writing away in the recording, doing a lot of pre-production. i but ever since this self title finally came out and I can start finally start focusing on maybe writing some new material, I think I'm like two or three songs into uh, maybe doing a full length for this
0: band. And uh, I don't know about Michael, you got some stuff already? Uh, no, in quarantine. I mean, I'm training my fat fingers to be able to play guitar a little bit, yeah. but all I keep writing is punk riffs. Um, I mean, punk is fine. I love punk. Oh, absolutely. Um, I've been staying a little bit busy because well, it's a little bit under wraps, but Sovereign's doing a full length kind of under the radar. Awesome. Which have been working on, so I still have a lot of work to do because, you know, 12-minute songs. <laughs> so 12-minute songs for – not for us. No, yeah. no, for Sovereign. <laughs> That's yeah. what I've been working on on the side.
2: No, I like pop. I like the pop element, you know. I used to, like, try to do the whole long cathartic tool experience, but I've – Stemmed away from that. I want to get straight to the point and you know,
1: kind of like a shorter album, I guess. Yeah, I mean,
2: it. you know, see what you guys say and go, you know, or get, get to the next song, you know, like keep fucking people in. I want to play a set with many songs, not just three or four. You know, we're yeah, not was, in the throne room here.
1: Yeah, you know, both of my brothers are musicians, and we, I was just having this ironically conversation with them about shorter albums, how I've begun. <laughs> to just appreciate that a lot more lately. Yeah, I mean, you, you talk about the tools, you know, Anima and you know Undertow and all these other albums that, who have like longer, like you're talking about. Uh, I, I think there was a, a band called Altar of Plagues. They had a, a, a song that was like five, uh, 15 minutes long. Wow. And it was the first song on that, on that uh, entire album. The entire album, I think, ranged from like 40 minutes. They only had four songs on that album. And each yeah. song ranged a little over ten. I mean, you can get used to it after a certain amount of time. Say
2: that I there's there, there's not songs that are long that I love. You know, I <laughs> certainly are. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, and I've, and I've definitely written songs in that format before. But you know, I want to do a full length with double with no name, and we want to. I want to make it at least at least eight songs, but preferably a ten song record, maybe, and just you know have a lot of. A lot of unique kind of uh ideas and just kind of all intertwined together hopefully make an effective fucking awesome <laughs> record you know
1: man if you make a full-length double with no name and you got your biggest endorser right here because you yeah. guys you guys knocked the ball out of the park with this new ep so i want to touch on that right now here's the thing about this ep that came out may 22nd i believe on on your label correct new density
2: that's correct
1: yeah so I'm reading a lot of reviews on this record from sources such as Spectrum Culture, No Clean Singing, even Decibel, you know, Distorted Sound Magazine. I, I, the list goes on for that. Mm-hmm. And they all make the same comparison between typical black metal music and your music. They also all mention how black metal usually brings to mind ice, snow, and cold, and how your music brings to mind the desert. Now, from a sound perspective, what is the difference between the Scandinavian tundra and the American desert to, to clarify? To, yeah. Yeah. To clarify, why do you think all these reviewers draw that comparison?
2: Well, I think that he's, he, you he grew up in the <laughs> desert, Michael, maybe you have a better answer to this. I mean, I've only been out here for
0: five or six years. Well, right? I think that, that they think that's what it requires, you know, cold and dark, uh, but you know the summers are super oppressive in arizona either you love it or you hate it and uh, it's pretty taxing if you can't handle it then you you might fucking die or pass out it's uh we love it
1: i mean I, he I, and I, I
2: love the heat he's <laughs> he bro I'm, I'm
1: i'm in texas man so it's i mean our yeah, peak up awesome. our peak today was i think it was 102 so
2: like 112 something like that. Geez,
1: that that's, that's, that's way, for me, that's too high. I mean, you're talking about just the difference of 10 degrees. I was in my
2: car for two hours with the windows rolled down, too. I don't care. I love it. Oh, yeah, no AC. I mean, yeah, I, I don't even have the AC going. I'm just used to it now. I mean, uh, in terms of the sound, yeah, you know, my dad kind of, when I was growing up as a kid, would always watch westerns and I was watching westerns with him, you know, with the, the whole Dollar Trilogy and, you know, Wow. Those films are always stuck with me. I love them, and uh, you know, I, I watch them every year at least once. But uh, you know, I, I like the whole atmosphere of those films and uh, the the graininess of it. And um, when it comes to music, I always I always like the authenticity of sound as well. Like trying to do as much analog, you know, you know, with uh, and even like anything. We branch off to with photos, you know, like we took some photos for this EP. And I used a film camera. That's just how I roll, you know. I just kind of like my aesthetic with things. And with the desert, you know, it's definitely got a sound, you know. I don't think fucking Motorhead Ace of Spades would sound as badass as it did. Well, it would. It certainly would. But the cover also, man, you know, just yeah. fucking a record too, you know. When you see that cover, you're like, holy shit. Then you put it on, and you're like, man, this—that cover, you know, epitomizes like that record too. You know?
1: Yeah, the sound yeah. matches the image. I think. Yeah. So
2: yeah. that's something I want to bring into uh, this this style of music, black metal. Yeah. And I don't know if anybody else really doing it. I can't really. I couldn't tell you who else. Well, is also, maybe you could.
1: Well, well, here's the thing: like all uh, the people that are, and people are still reviewing this. They're saying great things about your record, and rightfully so black and roll have you heard about this yeah I, I've read yeah a couple th- that's ago. what they're calling uh the genre of music that you guys have manifested black, black and, and roll so black and roll what do you think about that
0: i'm, I'm <laughs> fine with it but i never really looked at it that way i'm fine with i'm it. totally
2: fine with it because you know what like these new risks have been right for this new record are total. Yeah. It's all about the power of the riff, you know. It's got some high and fire ish to it, you know. Not man, just, uh, that's not fr- just sorry, something. I don't mean to
1: interrupt you, but that's exactly what I was thinking of when you said that. Uh, uh high, high on uh, fire, the riffs that I'm yeah, listening yeah, to. Yeah, it's
2: got some balls, it's the power of the riff, you know, but still got that black metal uh, undertone to it, you know, because that's what I'm that's what I uh spent my most of my life writing, it's black. yeah
1: is there any sense of accomplishment knowing that these reviewers are all hearing that in your music do you feel like you achieved that because they're saying it's it's a similar tone that i'm hearing and with the music that you put out
0: i i definitely wasn't upset to hear that um like i said i never really thought thought that going into it but now i kind of see it so they we,
1: can... we
2: we wanted to uh make the band known like that with all the pr and the press releases we definitely made it known that that's the kind of band we were and that's we're we're a black metal band in the desert you know that's our starting point point. and when you listen to this music you should take that into consideration i think it's pretty easy to take into consideration
1: know, yeah one of the more important elements to me when i listen to black metal is production and I know you guys brought in Ken Sorcerer on. He came in mixed and mastered the record, correct? Yeah. Uh, Ken and me had a drink like eight years ago. You probably want not remember. It was with like Abigail Williams. And uh, it was at a very small bar like in Dallas, Texas. And it's no longer uh, existence anymore because it shut down during COVID. But uh, tell me about working with Ken. You know, what made you choose him for this project?
2: I've known Ken for a long time. I mean, uh, we did Death Mass together with, in Lord yep. Manus. You know, and
1: yeah,
2: I toured with the men. Um, so uh, we've been in a, in a vehicle on tour before. So we've you know, dealt with having to smell each other on the road for <laughs> a considerable amount of time. And, uh, you know, uh, we, Lord Mass recently did the, uh, the newest release, Universal Death Church, last year. And that came out a few months before, dealt with No name.
1: It's a great record
2: well that came out in November so it's almost six months before but uh, you know and uh, I've been in contact with Ken and especially lately you know ever since uh, he came back until the picture with Lord Manis and yeah. uh, he has good taste and he has a good ear he, I mean I know he's done sound for bands on tour as well and, but beyond that he has a really good ear and he, he and I agree on a lot of things and approaches to what to the way black metal should be mixed, especially. And, uh, I, uh, I, we were in a, we were kind of in a, you know, we were in a pickle for a little bit with this, uh, EP and I sure were. We, we having a bad, bad result with this, somebody who was, with at least the recording as a steward before. So we decided to, uh, just almost start from scratch and we record a lot of the elements like again i edited everything and then i sent it off to ken to get mixed and uh he, he mastered it as well and you know the result speaks for itself you know uh was it was an ambitious and endeavor and it took uh, took a lot of time and money but hey ken did an awesome job too not just yeah. us
1: yeah yeah uh did you record it at a specific studio or was it or where did you record nah, that? It was, was it, just like...
2: it was like at a few places in Arizona. Um, the drums were recorded in Oakland. Okay. And ultimately, like the drums that we used on the EP were tracked in Oakland at Sharkbite. Okay. Supposed to be a really good fucking studio out there. Um, they did a great job. The guy who engineered it, uh, Zach Oren, uh, he also did Soulfly. He did some stuff. I think he engineered, and produced the Soulfly release. And that's how I found out about it. Um, but he did a really awesome job with the drums. So by the time you know everything was sent to Can, everything was really uh, organized and ready to go. He didn't, you know, he just had to give give it a, his uh, his little touch. It's magic.
1: His yeah, magic. I I feel like uh, listening to this record, you guys achieved their, there. There's a balance between a raw and polished sound at the same time, and I don't so I, I wanted to know if that had to do with more you, with you guys or did that have to do with more with ken but you know everything that it you said kind of with just,
2: everyone it's not just yeah. i mean i'm not gonna it's gonna have to do with everyone i mean i yeah. i am really you know when it comes to like recording i've i've gotten here for that and you know i he was like, he, he had enough of me in the studio because I was really on, I'm on everybody's ass. Not, and I'm on my own ass too, when it comes to tracking.
1: Hey, you know? someone's got to do that. And
2: someone's got yeah. to do that. Exactly. You know? And uh, so I'm that guy, you know, that everybody uh, hates, but that ultimately loves because it sounds good and everybody's happy, you know, with the way it's turned out. I'm that guy. You
1: know. Yeah. And and look what you got. You got a you got and one of the more I think to I'm, me one of the more contending. Call EPs me Mr. Of the year. Quality Control. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. Quality Control. You talked about the motorhead uh, uh, you talked you gave an example of an album art talk you know, coinciding with the music, how it kind of matched it. I wanna talk about your album art. The closer I look at this album art, I think I saw skeletons at the bottom, like they were kind of just coming together at the end uh, well is, right. is there a theme to this that you were Definitely trying to get
2: uh, yeah the artist uh, he's a chilean artist rodrigo i don't know if i'm pronouncing it right but rodrigo herrera per- salva okay that's his full name okay and um you know we sent him all i sent him all the material and uh, the lyrics the music and uh you know, this was after Ken mixed it too, and it hel- helps when something sounds pretty badass because Ken really, you know, going back to Ken, he did a, he did, he really did an awesome job with that. Yeah. But uh, with the artwork, yeah, you've got this, you know, this entity in the corner, kind of crawling up towards another entity, and he's sort of crawling out of uh, the waste, and he's you know, crawling towards the fire of this other entity. And uh, it's, it's almost like uh, self-awareness, you know, it's like the, the ladder of self-awareness he's crawling out of. He's crawling out of the throes of sheep below, you know? Yeah. Everybody, everybody's stuck in the muck, you know, like a, a conscious muck, you know? And he's, it's like taking a bite out of the apple, you know? It's the apple of knowledge. And uh, you know, uh, this was the int- interpretation of what we got going on, you know. And uh, I, I think it really, it matches uh, the lyrics great, and because you know that's am that's I speak of that a lot, you know, with Monad, the lyrics to Monad, you know,
1: yeah, uh,
2: you know, finding that fire within, no Did matter. You t- did you explain it exactly
1: to Rodrigo, the way you're explaining it to me right now? Just curious. What do you mean? When you talk about the album art, when you approach somebody, this is how I want it to look like. How does that conversation even you know, start?
2: It, I don't normally tell artists how to even approach it. I just give them a, a vision or a direction. It's it's all about kind of finding the, the artist that can uh, manifest what you what you see already you know it it's the key is finding the right artist to to begin with i mean at that point you know once you've found the right artist you just let him you let him go you know let them loose i mean i prefer to, to work that way at least with artists you know as much as possible it's it's different than you know when you're in the when it comes to like the recording process and the band, you know, I'm definitely Mrs. Mr. Quality Control. I'm the <laughs> I'm the producer <laughs> trying to make yeah. things this or that way, you know. Somebody's gotta do it though. But with the art with the artwork, I'm I've never been that way. I've always uh, given the artist free reign to uh I mean yeah. if you look at the album, the album artists of most of the bands I've been involved with, they're pretty out there, you know. It's because we've given <laughs>
1: yeah. artists
2: free reign, you know, to do whatever they want. And a lot of times we come out with some pretty, you know, uh, I don't know, a few things. But uh, mm, yeah, you know, nothing kosher.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> quotable. So, is our themes more about helping you guys write or sound, or is that more for the audience? Because a lot of artists don't really care about themes; they just do ten songs and that's it, which is fine. More, more power to them if want to do that. But I feel like you specifically went this route and considering everything you just talked about, there was a lot that you wanted to project as far as lyricism and music and the sound and and the art all into one.
2: Yeah. What's your question?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, how about this? Do you see this EP as a snapshot of where you guys are at a certain time in your life?
2: Everything always is, you know? I mean,
1: uh, this
2: lifespan is so limited and, and really short. And you've only got a certain amount of time to say what you want to say, you know? So you better not hold back. You might regret it later. I know oh, I, at least I will regret it <laughs> if I hold back. So I know when I die, I want to be able to, you know, look back and be like, fuck it, I I said what I needed to say, you know? Gave it my all. Yeah. Sayonara.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so this is a newer project, but you guys have been doing this for a long time. How has the scene, I guess to put it, you know, probably not the best terms to put it. How has the metal scene changed through your experience from that time you started to where you are now?
0: Mm.
1: Mr. Quality Control is making the shots here.
0: <laughs> I've seen it expand a lot. Um, as for Arizona, the scene's a little weird it's spotty. There's certain, certain places like Yucca Room, which I've played many times, like they put on shows, you know, 365 days out of the year. Um, I see metal kind of having a little bit of a resurgence in terms of that, okay, but I have much more to say besides that, I suppose. you do I don't oh, don't
1: <laughs> So are your goals for Devil with no name are they different than they have been for some of your other projects?
2: <clears throat> well. I wanted to uh, make a real badass blackmail band, you know, and I want to, I want to fucking play live and I want it to be badass too. I don't want it to be like something that somebody's just going to have to listen to in close quarters on their own, which is fine too. There's plenty of records I love that are like that. And those records I will like eternally, but um, that's not the kind of band I wanted to start here with Michael, you know, We want to start a band where we can fucking play live and put on a show. That's the goal. Some riffs.
1: Would you guys ever do live streaming? I'm curious now because I don't know how long this is going to go on for. Has that ever even crossed your mind of doing something like that?
2: It's crossed his mind. It's never crossed my mind because I've never – I don't know. It's just – foreign to me it's really foreign to me yeah, the yeah.
0: Way I, I feel about it the atmosphere isn't there i don't think i would feel right you know just standing in my bedroom playing uh wouldn't really work for me would i do it we'd be staying in your bedroom playing <laughs> i don't think that's the way we would fucking do I've it we were not set up in your bedroom to, to fucking do a live stream even so without an audience i, I don't feel that connection it doesn't quite do it for me. i don't think i could do as well live without a, an audience in front of me would I do it?
2: Oh, maybe. Yeah. This guy loves the audience. For sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Man, see, I wouldn't, I do not even know if I was be doing podcasting three months ago. This is, you know, yeah. it, of course, it's a little oh, really? different, you know, because yeah. usually if you guys did come to Dallas, we would do this face-to-face and it's a whole different yeah. atmosphere. But, you know, Michael, I mean, you nailed it on the head. That's a great answer. It's okay to have the answer because you don't fucking know if it's going to be something that's going to be like this six months from now. Right. I mean, Today we just went back from like from we were at seventy five percent capacity and we went back to fifty percent because Texas, we're actually one of the worst states now. Now we're one of the worst states because we open up the bars and all that shit back up and now it's back to square one. Actually, I think we yeah. may be back to square one, but
2: so you guys got the bars
1: opened up? We we did. We did. We had the bars open up for uh I think gosh, three weeks already. Cause we went from seventy-five, then we went from fifty and I I think it went even below that, and the cases have been insane, dude. It's like, I mean, now I think you there are some counties where you yeah. have to wear a mask. I don't know what I'm it's like. I'm pretty
2: sure I've already had it. I think I <laughs> I think I got it back in like February. I'm or pretty so sure there. you had it, and you I gave it, think it, to, me. it to him. Yeah.
0: And he was like sweating balls. For- <laughs> oh, actually, yeah. I, I caught it at the, I believe I caught it at the end of our uh, photography session for this. This yeah, yeah. When
1: did you guys find out that this was happening? Like, what were you guys doing at that time? Was Michael,
0: while we were doing photos, because he's he got sick. For me. <laughs> and then we're out in the middle of the desert, and he just looks back. He's like, are you all right? And I was like, well, let's just do it. If I die, I die. It's whatever. <laughs>
1: The day – you know, it's weird. The day I found out I was doing uh, – um, there was a pandemic. They announced that it was a pandemic. It was March, mid-March. It was the day I was interviewing Max Cavalera. I was, like, sitting in front of him, and we both got the update. We're like, oh, shit, it's a uh-huh. pandemic. And uh, he's just hanging out in his trailer. Eh, well, I'm still going to play the show. And then Did that, was, that was it. And that was it. No more live shows because it kind I of really was one read thing led to it another.
2: Like, what, doesn't it go in Arizona, Max Cavalera? I think, he, mine, I think, think he lives in Arizona. Does he really? He didn't tell you? He didn't
1: No. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I, have, I guess now I know. <laughs> I'm
2: pretty sure he lives in like the Phoenix area as well. He Fine. might.
1: All um, right, man. Just got a couple more questions. I don't know if Drew can hear me, but if you guys wanted to collaborate with an artist that you haven't with already, who would it be?
0: Who would we collaborate with? We'll collaborate with.
1: Yeah. That you haven't with already.
2: Um we haven't we haven't collaborated with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: That's a great question. Uh, <laughs> great answer too. Yeah. So no collaboration. No no you guys now who cares, right? I'll, we'll collaborate. Oh, sure. Oh. <laughs> um,
2: just you know, I was on the right project and the right idea whether it's brought to us or we bring it to somebody else, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, we've about
2: doing a split with somebody. You know, that's – we were even talking about that. I think it was yesterday we were talking about doing a split. Yeah. You yeah, know, that's a possibility. Um, at the same time, I'm still going to move – we're going to move forward with uh, doing this right in a full length. And, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to be the same process that, it, it you know, to release – as it took for this EP. I sure hope But you know, Uh, good things take time and um, I'm still happy and satisfied with this self-title. I think it fucking rips and uh, I'm glad to uh, hear from the reviewers and other people that they agree.
1: Yeah. When did you start New Density?
2: This is something I started back, I think it was in 2015. Uh, That's when I really started to... uh, take it more seriously. I think it was 2014, we, Lord Maness released Death Mask. And then uh, I put out Avicii, Catharsis Absolute through Profound Lore. And uh, I was talking to Chris, I just, you know, I decided that I wanted to uh, start a little label and press some LP's, so I licensed that release and uh, Lord Man's Death Mask from him for release. And from there on, I just started to, uh, you know, I'm just, it's, I've only, I only have seven releases currently underneath my belt, but, you know, it's just something that's good to have when you want to put something out and do it a certain way.
1: I guess there's a convenience factor to it, right?
2: Sure, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's good for the, for the bands too. For Lord Maddus, it's good to have somebody who is on top of that shit and uh, selling the merch online, you know, it's not depending on somebody else to do it for them. It's, it's, a, it's a really good thing to have a member of the band who uh, understands that world.
1: Uh, to sum it up, Mr. Quality Control. So just all, that's all he pretty much had to say. Oh, 100%. <laughs> all right, this is the last question. Unfortunately, this was a great interview. I'm glad we were able to do this. Five albums you guys can think of at the top of your head. Mm. Oh, he's taking his time. <laughs> Tiamat. Uh... Did you say Tiamat? yeah which one
2: uh it's the uh <laughs> fucking, <laughs> a deeper kind of slumber
1: okay awesome
2: uh venom black metal satyricon, rebel extravaganza craft void and wow lana del rey ultraviolence. <laughs>
1: You know, I don't know why, but I feel like Lana Del Rey is a common artist amongst, you know, just the underground music. I don't know why. Because, yeah, I like like her, too.
2: I love that record. I mean, I've been listening to it a lot lately. It's just the whole, the production, the song, Yeah, I think everybody involved making that record, including her. It's just unbelievable.
1: See, that was actually one of the answers. When I asked, uh, I don't know, I forgot who it was. I asked someone if they would like to collaborate with an artist that they haven't with. And they just, they said Lana Del Rey. Die is Murder. Yeah, it was CJ. He wanted to collaborate with Lana Del Rey. Mm. That would be interesting. Anyway, Michael, you didn't say anything, man. Come on.
0: Well, so I'm pretty bad with stuff. <laughs> He's looking it's at it. It's not his bad. <laughs> it's fine. It's you fine.
1: What, you, what do you got? What do you got? <laughs> well,
0: the stuff I've been into, the new, uh, I don't even know how to say, Miss Rhyming record. Um, I like older craft, like Fuck the Universe, any old Motorhead record. Uh, i like the older death spell omega records
1: Shit. man yeah. death spell omega that's a, that's throwing it back
0: and then uh i don't know an old throwback i used to listen to constantly was some of the first the first few watain records for me really fucking do it
1: yeah is that five
0: i think so <laughs> I <wasn't> of. <counting. laughs>
1: Well, do you guys have any last shout outs? Anything you want to plug in? Just any last things you want to say before we finish things off here?
2: No, uh not not me. Uh <laughs> happy to happy to
0: hear from
1: you. <laughs> Dude, I need to bring you back on the show. That's no question.
0: <laughs> all right. You, you got it. You I'm into it. in <laughs> I guess my only shout out is to Mr. Quality Control over here. He's the <laughs> one that makes it all happen, lains everything in. So
1: Awesome everyone who's listening we have mr quality control i'm sorry drew and michael from devil with no name uh their new ep is out came out may 22nd actually we're already past a month i can't believe that it's out on new yeah. density uh pick it up support these guys you know hopefully you guys will be back on the road as soon as you know if not my you know live streaming i'm just putting it out there <laughs> i know michael you got your own thing but <laughs> drew i appreciate you guys
2: oh yeah <laughs> shout you. out to everyone in dallas
0: You can write us directly at schwag at interviewunderfire.com. That's S-E-H-W-A-G at interviewunderfire.com. Or RezaBlade, that's R-E-Z-A-B-L-A-D-E at interviewunderfire.